Welcome to another episode of Little Talks, your weekly dose of marketing news and insights from Littlefield Agency. Welcome back to our second to last episode of Little Talks with Little Agency, Littlefield Agency for 2023. For, for 2023, right. Yeah, season two's golly. wrapping up. You know, you remember the days of like Laguna Beach in the hills? <laughs> was that your era? It was not. <laughs> I just remember it's like, oh, you know, before Netflix, where you build up to the season finale, you didn't want it to end. I don't want this to end, which is why we're going to season three, baby. Yeah. And you know, and everybody, because it was live, everybody gathered around. It was an appointment. You had to be Thursday night at seven, whatever it was, to watch the finale. So this is interesting. Um, Matthew's new favorite show is Paw Patrol. Okay. Paw Patrol is not on Netflix, Disney, et cetera. It's on YouTube TV. What happens on YouTube TV? commercials oh so the other day he's watching paw patrol and a commercial comes he goes daddy (laughs) paw patrol where'd it go and i was like hey buddy this is called a commercial and also welcome to your mother and i's life (laughs) (laughs) he was so he'll start blaming you for these later he's kind of understanding it now but it was a real dose of reality i was like wow this kid's got it good man yeah i yeah, it's wild to think about. Carrie, Carrie and I have this all the time. We're like, remember when we used to do this? I go, well, that was 25 years ago. I heard something on uh, the radio yesterday because I'm listening to a Christmas station in the car that only plays Christmas music with one interrupted per hour commercial. Is this a Spotify channel? Or? No, 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 no. It's it's literally on the on FM radio, 100.9 FM. It's great. Oh, okay. Anyway, this lady was like, hey, what happens one day when we're all being nostalgic and talking about, remember the, when the days when we had iPhones? It really got me thinking. I was like, wow, that, that's a weird, like when our kids are going to think that this is outdated. I just saw it's kind of a wild I, thought. I just saw today um, someone posted in threads. Uh, it's a it's a technology um, nostalgia channel. And they posted a picture of iTunes version two. And it looked like something from 1971. What like year it was, was it? 2002. <laughs> and it looked so old. Just 20 years. It's I know. Kind of crazy. And I was like, man, I, rem- I kind of remember being like, oh, man, look at all these lists of songs. I can put them in any order I want. And you look at it now, and you're like, this is embarrassing. Golly, that's insane. Trite. So like, yeah. Literally crazy. Well, hey, welcome back, to, uh, welcome back to Tulsa, buddy. Rupa's in Moundridge with Julie and Brock and the Grasshopper team yesterday. Yep. And uh, we actually have Ditchwitch uh, here today for our end of year holiday gathering. We're really excited. I think Sean Hubbard's about to walk off the elevator. Maybe he says hello to our guests. Um, so Brandon, keep a lookout. Maybe maybe wave him down. Thumbs up from Brandon. And uh, and then yeah, and then the, really the big thing we've got. Are you traveling again next week? Or are you done? No, tomorrow. Um, oh, you're in. Brock you're in. and Reynolds and I are going to Perry. You go to Perry. Yeah. That's right. Um, Tara and I are celebrating our five year wedding anniversary on Friday. I, you know how I knew five years. I knew this because in my um, memories on my phone, you know, it shows you this day five years ago. We were at your party. It was uh, a hell I think of a it party. was Saturday. It was, a, it picture, was a Saturday. Yeah. It was yeah. a. Is that Sean Hubbard? And it was a great party. Yes, sir. Oh, look okay, at cameo appearance. Okay. Oh, with the oh, most amazing sweatshirt. <laughs> we are live, buddy. How are you? Oh, Welcome yeah. to the camera. Sean Hubbard from Hello. Ditchwich with an amazing Ditchwich Happy Holidays sweatshirt That's on. That's right. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. We, to, we told Brandon to wave you down. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good deal. I know. Okay. I'll come say hi in a little bit. Sounds good. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, good luck. So, yes, yeah, so we got Sean in the house. We got the Ditchwich crew coming. and uh, I'm really impressed with that sweatshirt. That was amazing. <laughs> It's like you knew he was going to be on air today or something. Yeah, what a good plug. If, if you're listening, it, it was the like an ugly sweater type design. 
it had a big tree, but uh, it had like a trencher on it. And I think a drill was at the bottom under like presents. It was kind of cool. I love the blue. Yeah, and it was blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good. Good having Sean here. The Ditchwich people are amazing. Um, it's going to be a great day. Like I said, Tara, someone's been paying Tara five years to be with me, which is kind of crazy. Is it you? <laughs> no. I think, it, I, think it's, I think it's my dad. I only, I only had to pay the first few years. Someone else picked up the payments. I, <laughs> I don't know who it is. It's a mystery group. Cool. <laughs> anyway, then uh, next Tuesday, we have our annual leadership offsite. Wednesday is uh, Trent's second annual. And then we coast into the uh, Friday Holiday party, yeah. Christmas holiday party. Yeah, it's uh, winding down this year. God, it's flying. I cannot believe it's uh, next week is the last full week. Uh, as a reminder to our listeners, we are closed between Christmas and New Year's. An added bonus uh, perk here at the agency. Great time for our employees to enjoy some time with their family and their loved ones and recharge. And we hit the ground running in 2024. It's crazy. We do have a digital trend topic for you today. Yeah, the last real one. I mean, next week we have Trent in, and we have, I think, a pretty good agenda with him. Did I copy you on that yesterday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that looks really I good. I haven't heard from him, but I feel good about it. Um, yeah, even if he just does I mean, one he of kind those of teased things, it, it's going to be great. Yeah. Next week's episode will be longer. I'm going to say probably around the 30-minute mark, maybe even a little bit maybe longer. Maybe 40, yeah. Maybe 40. Um, but you got the VP of marketing for an amazing American manufacturing brand, and uh, we got to make the most of our time with him here because it's not every day that he's in Tulsa. So, Trent, as you're listening to this today, we can't wait to see you. We are very excited for the day together, and I uh, got a lot of good stuff next Wednesday. We do. Yeah. Also, one quick note we have new headphones. If you're watching the video, these yeah. things are amazing. Yeah, they're incredible. We're working on some echoing problems, which is no big deal. I'm just kind of in my head right now. But uh, they, they, look, they look good. They feel, most importantly, they feel good. Our other headphones were not comfortable. But what I like about these cords, it reminds me of the old home phones. Oh, yeah, the coiled up. Yeah, the yeah. coiled up. I didn't know that when I bought them, but, <laughs> but they are very comfortable. Trent, you'll see them next week. Yeah, yeah. Trent will be our first. We, we bought a third for guest speakers, and Trent will be the first to don it. Yep. Okay, digital right. trends. Topic. Number one. Number one and only. Oh, there it is. Um, this week's topic uh, is about your website. And if you mm-hmm. are in charge of read your Read the headline. You want me to read the headline? And, and read the actual You version. want me to read the one I, <laughs> my original I got headline? A great, I got a great story on this. Go ahead. Okay. The original headline, and this is on, uh, I think it went up on LinkedIn yesterday, mm-hmm. is your website sucks uh, and here's how you're going to fix it. And I have an amazing story. We wrote this blog post a year ago. And sent it to prospects. And someone emailed me back and was so pissed and was like, our website does not suck. Anyway, what's the website? It totally sucks. And I uh, can't believe you'd send this. And I was like, hi, first off, that was not aimed at you. That was a general topic. <laughs> Secondly, I'm so glad that we got you to open and engage with our email. Yeah, Please talk. unsubscribe. Please unsubscribe. <laughs> you're that upset. I thought you were going to tell me it's because it said sucks. Because I changed it to stinks. <laughs> yeah, is what this, it says. Today's is stinks. Very politically correct. But the, the concept here is that you, if you're a marketing manager or you've, you're, you're new to your position even, and you're taking kind of inventory of the tools at your disposal, it's possible and likely that you're looking at an outdated website. Um, and I think a lot of folks, when they when they build their website, they think it's kind of done. Oh, that was a big investment of time and, and resources, and, and it's done. It just kind of sits there and it runs. But it's it's like one of the most important tools you have in your, your arsenal 
and it needs love. It needs to be, it's like a garden. It needs totally. to be watered every so often and the weeds need pulled. And sometimes you need to tear the whole thing down and start over. When I think about it too, it's the front of your home, right? It's literally called your home page. Yeah. You don't want your house to look crappy on the outside. No. Sure as heck don't want it to look bad on the inside. No, you got to live there. You got to live there. So we thought we'd just kind of go over some things about how you're going to fix your, your website. And this is by no means comprehensive list or, um, exhaustive in its detail, but you can read more about it on the blog at the at the site under our POV section. But the first step in, in, in fixing your site is acknowledging that it's outdated and has a problem. Yep. Um, if, the first step in any problem is acknowledging <laughs> that it's a problem. Um, but sometimes that's hard for folks. And um, people have ownership of those sites that, that you know, they, they remember when they worked on it eight years ago or whatever it was, and, and they they feel like an ownership of it. But acknowledging that it's outdated or that um, it's not performing the way it could be or should be anymore is the first step. Well, Ruben, and I think through it, um, a lot of B2B manufacturers do have outdated websites. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we live in a visual world and we live in a technological world and you need to keep that you know living and breathing and updating, et cetera. If it's been eight years, it's for sure time to update your website. If it's been one year, we just launched our website a year ago, and what are we about to launch? New website. Our new website. Yeah. Design trends have changed. Functionality has changed. Technology has changed. And we tell our clients every two to three years, it's a healthy endeavor to think through, even if it's not a complete website overhaul. We understand it's mm -hmm. expensive. Um, but looking... What, and I think a good second point here, your target audience, right? Yeah. Like who, who are you talking to? Because that can shift over time too. product services can change. Your audience can change. Who are you actually talking to? Who's your audience built for? So first acknowledge that you have an outdated or, or old site. Second, let's start fresh. Who, who are you talking to and who, who sh should their website be speaking to when they experience it? Um, and this one's a real big one, especially for us. Um, you want to make sure the right mm. people internally are in the boat with you. Like, um, not every department has to have a say in what's happening on the website. In fact, that's generally a recipe for disaster. Total you need, recipe. You for need disaster. a couple of cooks, two people that trust each other, and have a good finger on the pulse of of the business that can represent it and the brand and communicating to whoever's building your website. Um, because when you have, you've got more than that, we just we generally find that's a tough to manage. We have a new rule actually you that you can have one or two quote unquote cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? You get this site launched and then you hear from Bobby and it or whoever in HR and like, well, this isn't right. And this, we, you're trained accordingly. You can make any update you want. We may not agree with it, but that's your and call as the marketing director. Um, but yeah, when, when you get, um, we, I, God, I remember when we, when I first started seven years ago, there's a website project and I think 20 people were involved in the decision-making process on the client side. Uh, whew. Uh, yeah, I know you remember that one. Uh, I won't name names. Uh, they, they don't <laughs> look good. And the other thing that'll happen there is, you know, when you, when you want to know your audience, you want to know how they want to experience your brand or your service. When you've got every department head represented on this website job, your website tends to look like your org chart. And that's not that's helpful point. for most people. That's so, a great point. Um, anyhow, that, that, that one's tough, but that's something that, that definitely helps. Um, it's a good time to revisit your site's content, any video elements, podcast news, blogs, um, FAQs, et cetera. And if you, there's one of those categories you don't have that you're like, man, all of our competitors have a really good FAQ. We'd, we should do that. Do it. This yeah. is the time to kind of read. Don't just shuffle the chairs around. Like, w Start from a position of who's the audience, what do they want to hear from us, and what content do we need to really communicate that? Yeah, and keep in mind, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in the sense of how your B2B buyer is an actual human, right? Um, the content on your homepage can 
and then how different it is from your product page and then how you know your thought leadership section, et cetera, it's all different. Think of the sales cycle on your website. When someone first lands, they don't immediately need to be sold unless they actually need a part or a piece of equipment from you. That's fantastic. But you want to leverage that, that marketing funnel on your website. Uh-huh. There is a time and place for product features and benefits. Uh-huh. But um, I've seen some B2B manufacturers where you land and it says, hi, I'm Littlefield Manufacturing, and you scroll down and here's our tech specs. Not ready for that. No, not, so not, not, think, not, not move, never for me. And, and no we, we just, uh, we, it has, they haven't officially signed, but we are about to sign a client. And uh, we were talking about in the sense of when those people want to be sold, um, it's not right away. And you've got to appeal to their buyer journey, right? Understanding how they're moving through. They might land on your site. They might take a look at a few pages and they might bounce. Not, they may not be sold. They may not be ready. They don't have that pain point, yeah. which is the beauty of a CRM, which talked to us about integrating that. Oh, look at Sam transitioning, setting, setting it up for the next bullet point. Uh, yeah. So if your site's particularly old, maybe more than eight or nine years, um, and you, you haven't already integrated one, it might be time to investigate or look into, is a CRM going to be the right solution for you? Something like a Salesforce or a HubSpot that can help you um, in the modern age better keep track of your uh, visitors to your site, your potential leads, where they are in the in the sales cycle, what activities they're doing, not doing. Um, it, it serves a few purposes. One, just like I said, to track leads, but two, for the data, because yeah. that's getting harder and harder for folks to get through things like Google Analytics with uh, privacy uh, changes and, and uh, cookie changes out there. So it's a good time to kind of think about that, and it can influence a little bit on how your site's built and how it's architected. If I know or whoever's building it for you knows ahead of time that, yeah, you, you have a CRM uh, component to totally. it. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, and we've talked about this before many months ago. So many B2B manufacturers that I talk to on a weekly basis in the prospective world don't even have a CRM. Yeah, I think a they lot still of, do the old spreadsheet way. A lot and of that's, that's daunting. Have have been built in the past. You know, they're like digital pamphlets, basically, and they could work a lot more. Than, oh my than gosh! That. So one hundred percent. So that's that's the way to go there. And then you know, the last thing you want to always kind of think about, and this is mostly post site, but you should be thinking about it as you're building or re architecting your site. Is how are people going to know it's out there? You know, are you paying attention? And I hope you are. Whoever's been helping you build it is paying mm-hmm. attention to SEO. Um, your social media presence, any email marketing that you have, um, and, and any paid ad strategy. You, know, you can put the site out there and you'll get a good number of folks through just organic traffic. And those are pretty good leads, honestly, because they've searched you out. Absolutely. But there's some people that don't even know you exist. And to get in front of them, you got to have some sort of distribution strategy or paid strategy that, that helps that happen. Um, so that's kind of the, the kind of key thing to making sure you're fixing your site and it's actually working for you. You've built a nice, I'm going to call it mousetrap, and then you've got to get some cheese to get people to come there. I love that. I've never used that before. Yeah, you can have that. That's actually really <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. We actually, another kind of foundational rule that we've established here at the agency, it, when we sign on a new website project, which, you know, those are few and far between these days, you have to have ongoing budgets to drive those people, to, bring, to give them the uh-huh. cheese to get them into your quote-unquote trap. Um, it's so important. I mean, you, you build, you spend a hundred to someone told me yesterday I was on a call and they, they got a quote from an agency for $400,000 for a website redesign. They got someone else to do it for one fifty. but here's the thing. You spend all that time, energy, effort, and money, and then you don't drive leads to your website. 
What's the point? It's the worst. It's throwing a party without anyone coming. So you have to send out invites. People have to come in. I love an analogy. You know this. (laughs) But you were really firing them off today. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like that's, that's kind of it. Those are the basics. Uh, And there's a lot of other stuff that happens in between a lot of different talents that come together to bring websites and the website distribution and the content and all that to life. But step one, and you probably have a gut feeling about it. You know, man, it's been a while since we've updated yeah. our site or you've come in and you're, and you're like, I mean, who, who, when was the last time we built this site or the site yeah. was built? Well, it was, I don't know. I can't remember. That probably happens a lot. I, in fact, I know it does because we have clients that come in and tell us. No, that. We see it all the time. Yeah. And here's the other part. If you've just launched your website a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, it's still time to iterate. Like yeah. it is just so, feed it content, feed it great. I mean, it is so important to, uh, I'll say, feed the beast. Feed the beast. And the, feed the beast. And the, you know, there are there are some, uh, if you do have a newer site, there are some half steps you can take here that are completely valid. We look at a thing called growth-driven design, yep. where we try to constantly look at the analytics and activities happening on the site. And if they're not aligning with things we had planned or wanted, do we make adjustments Pivot. as we go? And that doesn't mean rebuilding the whole site. No. That means looking at a, a particular page or shell or, or piece of content saying, hey, this isn't working the way we want. Let's let's spend a month reworking well, this out. It's just element. like your media plan, yeah, right? Yeah. If, if, if there's a media tactic that isn't working, you take that money and you reallocate it to something that is working well. That's the ever-evolving strategy of media, and it's a great point for websites. Yeah, but if you have a really old site, though, you really that one probably won't it's work. Not, but it's a good bad, yeah. it's a good way to move forward without having to break the bank every four or five years. That is a great point. Um, okay, the countdown begins until next Wednesday. We're eight days away. We've got Trent from Grasshopper. And we've got our final episode of the year, and it's going to be a hell of a good one. (laughs) Yes, it will. (laughs) Okay, we will see you then. Thank you for listening. We look forward to it. Adios. And that's a wrap. We hope you've enjoyed our little chat and found ways to grow your own marketing strategies. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media at Littlefield Agency.